It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins just did not have enough gas in the tank for their Sunday night football contest against the Philadelphia Eagles. We will talk about the immediate postgame reactions here on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day. You're on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting, find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of our cap to the everydayers, because it is your team every day. Here on the Locked On Network, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. I just got back from Lincoln Financial Field. Now, please regard me. Primetime games aren't great because it is 12.28 a.m. And I'm sitting down to do the podcast and I already have a three-week-old, so sleep deprivation is already very high on my list of things that I'm experiencing that I wish that I wasn't. And then you throw in a Dolphins loss on top of it, and it's a primetime game that you got to wait all day for. It's a couple hard pills to swallow, but we're going to give it the old college try here and talk about Miami's 31-17 to loss to the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football. And I'll start with this. Um, the Dolphins didn't play a winning game on Sunday night. I, I think you can boil the game down to, and there, there's context to be had, yes. But this game was lost on two fronts, one on each side of the football. And then I, I think special teams was an adject disaster for the Dolphins uh, in stretches of play. The Dolphins defensively did not have a player who can contend at the catch point with the Philadelphia Eagles wide receivers. They were not physical enough at the catch point. And A.J. Brown made you pay time and time again. Devontae Smith had a few catches where he made you pay. Dallas Goddard, Goddard, Goddard. You couldn't even stay attached on him on a couple of his shallow crossing routes that he converted for third downs. You weren't physical enough at the catch point, period. And it cost you in too many instances where you defensively had to go into every possession and say, you're going to play this like it's first and eight. Because if it's first and if it's first and 10 and they get eight yards and three downs, they're going to go for it on fourth down. And they did that several times. You got tush pushed four times and they got four conversions on it. So um, you weren't physical enough at the catch point, And then offensively, you were not physical enough at the line of scrimmage against the Eagles front to play a balanced football game offensively. I thought Tua Tungvaloa said it very well in the post game. Uh, you rely on the run game to be going so that you can build some of your play passes off of the run game. And if you don't have that, then you become more of a just a drop back passing team. And that's what the Dolphins had to be throughout the course of this game. Now, you can point to injuries. You can point to calls. 
you could point to the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that's the first place you should point. That's a really good football team. And sometimes you just lose a game. Like, I know there's a lot of frustrated Dolphins fans. Oh, the Dolphins went on the road and they lost to another good football team. They're not a good football team. It's not true. The Philadelphia Eagles ran into the locker room after the game screaming, stop doubting us. Like, this was a statement win for them, which tells you they think the Dolphins are a good football team. The Dolphins are a good football team. Now, there were circumstances in this game that whether you boil it down to who was available or not, they didn't play winning football. You can't be minus 10 in penalties. Now, whether or not you actually played a game that was minus 10 in penalties, it's a different story. And I think everybody with a set of eyeballs would agree that it's not. But at the end of the day, you were penalized 10 times. You were not physical enough at the line of scrimmage to run the ball with consistency. And that went on the edge when you tried to run at Hassan Reddick multiple times to the perimeter. Now, they got the perimeter run game going in the second half. But the execution of getting a body on Hassan Reddick early in the game was not there, and it blew up several possessions. And you were not physical enough at the catch point. If you want to look at that and say Isaiah Wynn probably would have helped and Connor Williams probably would have helped and Xavier Howard probably would have helped and Jalen Ramsey would have helped, I'd agree with you. But at the end of the day, if you just boil it down to who was available, you didn't execute enough. And yet, through all of that, you had an opportunity to tie this game in the fourth quarter at 24. And I think Mike McDaniel, not, not to steal a quote from segment three, but Mike McDaniel came out and said, you know, a loss like this on the road where regardless of who was up or down for the game um, is frustrating because guys left some plays out there. They feel like they left some plays out there. And this was a game you still could have won. You can't go behind 14 points on the road to Philadelphia. But they did. Now they came back and tied it. It was tied going into the fourth quarter. Or, or it was nearly tied going into the fourth quarter. You were down seven with the ball. I don't want to get on here and throw a pity party. That's certainly not what I want to do. Sometimes you just lose a game. And Miami just lost this game. They did not execute well enough. Would you have liked to have had some of the talent that you knew was available? Or could have been available? Yes. And if you were going to ask me what the most frustrating thing for this is, I understand this team wants to do right by their players. But if Zayvon Howard is going to the locker room telling reporters on Friday he's good to go and then he doesn't dress, if Connor Williams is, is bugging Mike McDaniel on a daily basis to play and he doesn't dress, he's out there warming up before the game and doesn't dress and is inactive, and Lane Johnson has what you fear is missing several weeks with an ankle sprain and plays the very next week. Like at some point it's worth taking the bubble wrap off. And I don't, I don't know that Xavier Howard and Connor Williams would have been a big enough difference for you to not have fallen behind by 14 points and not have been in the position that you were in uh, offensively throughout the course of this game. Miami had uh, 244 yards of offense. It's not a very large number. They also could not possess the ball with any level of consistency. Uh, they lost the turnover or the time of possession. They possessed the ball for 23 minutes. But it would have helped. And you'd like to think you're going to hit some point in this season where those guys, if they're banged up, they can still go. That was the frustrating thing for me when the inactives came out. I said, geez, man, we're, we're going to put these guys on ice again. 
But then Tua Tungvalo comes out in the post-game press conference and says there's still a lot of football left to be played. And he's right. You have 10 games. This is this is a really valuable experience for Miami. I, I was there firsthand in the stadium. It's an electric big game atmosphere. And Miami didn't blow the doors off Philadelphia. And maybe you wanted Miami to blow the doors off of Philadelphia, but that's a good football team that you played. And it was a one-score game down the stretch until the Eagles broke your back late in the game. And if you think about that exchange, that fourth quarter exchange is really the defining embodiment of the game. Miami goes eight plays, 45 yards. They are down a touchdown. They start the possession at the very end of the third quarter. There are 11 minutes left. It's third and eight on the 24. The Eagles 24. You are down 24-17. And Tua Tungvaloa throws a ball down the field to Raheem Mostert that was underthrown. And it is intercepted by Darius Slay. There is controversy on this play, and there's a controversy on a number of different plays. It's not really the point. At the end of the day, the ball was still underthrown. Right, if we, and Mike McDaniel said so himself in the post game press conference. So you're intercepted by Darius Slade. The Eagles then possess the ball, thirteen plays, eighty three yards, and they milked half of the remaining fourth quarter away. And it included a fourth and one tush push with ten oh one left in the fourth quarter, and it included a fourth and one tush push with eight ten left in the fourth quarter. And then the Eagles hit the big play down the field to A.J. Brown with Cater Kohu in coverage to set him up in the red zone with five minutes left in the game. And a 24-17 game becomes a 31-17 game. And that's all she wrote. Credit to the Eagles for executing. But those, that possession defensively was made because A.J. Brown is catching the ball tight to the sticks. He did it several times. That you you were able to get the Eagles on third and five, and AJ Brown caught one for four yards that sets up on fourth and one. You had him at third and eight, and AJ Brown caught the ball for seven yards just short of the sticks. And the Eagles ran the punt team out there, and then decided to talk, call the timeout and run run themselves back out there at the twenty five yard line, twenty two yard line. And then AJ Brown goes up over the top, and it looks like you're going to have an opportunity to contest the throw down the field, and AJ Brown makes a spectacular catch. A.J. Brown's playing on a different level, and we knew that coming into the game. So you give credit to Philadelphia where credit's due. You acknowledge what you did not do, and then you ask yourself, how can it get better? The good news is I think there's clear pathways for this to get better for this Dolphins team. We'll talk about uh, some of the other game stats here next on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, each and every week we are providing you players that are winners and a guaranteed fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. Texans rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud has been on point as a pocket passer early this season, racking up the fantasy points with his passing while limiting damage. Through six games, he's thrown only one interception to go with his nine touchdown passes and averaging just under 277 passing yards a game. In week eight, he draws the Carolina Panthers. Dolphins fans, you saw what that defense looked like. I don't think I have to say too much else. 
Uh, it has fallen apart with injuries over the course of the past couple of weeks. The Panthers have few answers for Houston's weapons in coverage, and Stroud will be comfortable to pick them apart for another strong fantasy performance in Week 8. Vinny Iyer from Locked on Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. The same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake lights, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you are burning rubber and not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. So rundown for this this game against the Eagles uh, that drops the Dolphins to five and two. I, th- I think you can start there. The Dolphins are five and two. Uh, they remain in sole possession of first place in the AFC East, courtesy of the Buffalo Bills losing to the New England Patriots in Week Seven uh, to drop their record to four and three. Now Miami uh, averaged five point one yards per play, which is nice context. They only ran 48 plays. The Eagles averaged 5.2 yards per play. Uh, each team had an interception thrown. Each team had one um, interception. The Eagles also had a fumble lost. Uh, that set Miami up for early points early in the game. Uh, the Dolphins lost the time of possession battle 36 minutes and 43 seconds to 23 minutes and 17 seconds. But in spite of that, I thought this Dolphins defense played a pretty inspired football game, uh, especially when you consider they were down Jalen Ramsey and they were down Xavier Howard and, and what they were able to do. I thought David Long played an awesome football game before he left the game after a collision uh, that came late in the game for Miami. He's being evaluated for concussion. He was not cleared to return to the game. Uh, Javon Holland missed a little bit of time, but he was able to come back. The Dolphins' defense had a pick six, courtesy of Jerome Baker, uh, that gave them six points on the board directly from the defense. They harassed Jalen Hurts often, the run defense. Uh, The Eagles ran for 99 yards on 34 rush attempts, and I understand there were a few kneel downs there, but the Dolphins played winning football up front in the run defense. The matter of losing the time of possession as severely as you did to me, came down to the fourth downs and not getting off the field on fourth down. The Eagles were four for four, for four right, on, on fourth down. Just, you're not going to win that way. Yeah, four for four, and they were four for 12. Miami was better on third down than Philadelphia was, but the Eagles were four for four on fourth down. Now Miami shot themselves in the foot as well. They were penalized 10 times for 70 yards. Miami actually averaged more yards per carry than Philadelphia did. Uh, 3.8 yards per carry, 12 attempts for 45 yards, and therein lies the problem. You ran 48 plays offensively and 75% of them were, were passes. Because early in this game, you lost the point of attack trying to get to the perimeter. Now, Raheem Mostert found some juice a little later in the game, but it's too little too late. And you're chasing this game the entire way. You fell behind in the third quarter, in the second quarter, 17-3. to 
Tua Tungavaloa had a hell of a throw to Tyreek Hill to get you within seven and to give you an opportunity to double dip at the end of the half. You score with less than a minute left. You come out, you get the ball possession in first and the start the second half. You move the ball past midfield and you shoot yourself in the foot. It was too much of that. From an individual standpoint, uh, Tongue of Aloha finished 23 of 32 for 216 yards, one touchdown, one interception, was sacked three times. Uh, Cedric Wilson had one pass attempt, and he was sacked on it. Felt like that was kind of the stage in the game where Miami's defense was playing pretty good, and the Dolphins kind of came out and they said, okay, well, we're not having a lot of success trying to run the ball. How do we, how do we get a, a chunk play? And it felt like they kind of went to the well and, and tried a couple too many things. Uh, Tyreek Hill finished this game 11 receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Waddell, in spite of having back spasms, he missed a good portion of the second half. Uh, six targets, six receptions, 63 yards. Cedric Wilson, two receptions for 48 yards on three targets. He had a nice adjusted uh, reception along the sideline on the back shoulder throw from Tua. I thought Tua did some, a few things okay out of structure. Um, but like Tonga Valoa said, when, when you are forced to resort to being just, just a drop back game and your play action pass game uh, is not able to get involved because you could not run the football, that's too much of an uphill climb, especially against a team that is as good as Philadelphia. When you are on the road in a playoff environment, it was a big game environment. I mean, I, I've been to some big-time games in college football and NFL landscape. And the Eagles in the pregame, they're running out on the field, and you could feel it. You could feel tangibly how big of a game this felt like it was. And in spite of all the hardship, like I said, there's 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. You have the ball inside the 25-yard line with a chance to tie the game. You didn't do it. You didn't execute. And then you couldn't execute defensively and get off the field when you needed it most. 13 play drive, 83 yards, touchdown, game over. I feel pretty good that Miami will get back on the horse. Um, I'm sure there will be plenty of debate and conversation about whether Miami is frauds or a fake team. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. And if you just looked at the final score and saw that the Dolphins lost by two touchdowns, you might say, see, they went on the road and played another good team, and they lost by more by two touchdowns. This was, in spite of all of it, a game that was much more competitive than 14 points would tell you. And I'm not here to give you consolation prizes. But if you look big picture, I think there were good things to take away from this game that you can use. Moving forward, this was one of the better offensive lines in football. The Dolphins logged a number of tackles for loss. They logged a number of sacks. They got after Jalen Hurts. They really bothered him. They hit him a lot. They forced two turnovers. They got the turnover streak out. They were good in the run defense. You saw Cedric Wilson making some contributions. You need to get healthy. You can't play a game with 60% of your offensive line out. And they did that. Isaiah Wynn went, Isaiah Wynn went down early. Connor Williams didn't dress because they put up, they've put him on ice for another week. Tron Armstead's obviously on injured reserve. 
This was not the team to play on the road with 60% of your offensive line out. And they were. But at the end of the day, if you talk about why they lost, they lost because they couldn't execute. But if you're looking for pathways for how that's better long-term, you look at those players and acknowledge their improvements available to you long-term versus what you put on the field against the Eagles. Talk about a few things Mike McDaniel had to say uh, in his post-game presser that will bring us home here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, uh, so stick with us. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. With FanDuel, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include the spread, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So Mike McDaniel in his post-game press conference uh, talked about this young team uh, having another playoff-type environment and that being another valuable learning lesson for this team as they move forward. And I think it's a great point uh, because Miami, adverse conditions, adverse crowd noise, you didn't play particularly well early in the game. You're climbing back in the game. You saw good resolve from this team throughout. They just didn't have enough. They didn't have enough execution. They didn't have enough uh, in details. They didn't get enough bounces of the ball. They didn't have enough from a personnel standpoint. It was just too much. The good news, the bad news, I should say, is you're now 5-2. and two. The good news is your season's not over. And not only is your season not over, but think about this for a second. The Dolphins, the rest of the way, play three true road games. That's it. The rest of the way, you do the accounting. Home against New England. Home against the Raiders. Home against the Titans. Home against the Jets. Home against the Cowboys. Home against the Bills. You have six home games. You are at New York Jets, at Washington Commanders, at Baltimore Ravens, and then you have a neutral site game against the Chiefs. And that Chiefs game, I think that's a winnable game for the Dolphins. Is Connor Williams going to play? Can Isaiah Wynn dress? Can Xavier Howard play? Can Jalen Ramsey play? Is David Long cleared of concussion protocol? Is Jalen Waddle going to have back spasms? All of those things, you know, if the vast majority of those are, are even more than half of those are yes, Kansas City's a winnable football game. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're going to win the game, but it's a neutral site game. And clearly, the Dolphins' attention to detail, and it's, it's, it's really hard to compartmentalize right now for me 
the execution on the road against the two teams that you have played that you have lost to. You have not had your starting center for either. How much of that is Connor Williams and his role and the value that he brings? And how much of that is traveling and struggling with crowd noise? And Mike McDaniel said, you know, once again, you know, you're you're still learning how aggressive you can be with your team with what you're trying to do and accomplish. And um, they, the timeout that they had to take, he, he references a good point of that. He's, you know, he said he changed the play call late and forced the team to take a timeout. Now Miami also came out the first play possession offensively of the game, the first play and took a delay game. That can't happen. So there's some, there's some stuff that's easily avoidable, but the bit from a big picture perspective, this is the next evolution of this Dolphins team. They next play on the road a month from now. Literally a month from now. Their next road game is at Jets on Black Friday on November 24th. It is no, October 23rd. This team's played well at home. This team is one of the best teams in the league over the last 20 games or so playing at home. That home field advantage will be. I guess that, that that next true road game, I should say. Because obviously you have neutral site game, which is the ultimate wild card. Your next true road game, November 24th. For Miami, uh, moving forward from here, you have the Patriots next week. Patriots are coming off a big win against the Buffalo Bills. It's a nice reminder that you can't take this football team for granted. You certainly didn't take the uh, Philadelphia Eagles for granted. Uh, but you leave Philadelphia um, a little worse for the wear with some valuable learning lessons, but also some things to build upon. I didn't want to make this show about how awful I thought the officiating was for the game, which I did think was awful. I didn't want to make this podcast and show about the injuries and the hardship that that sprung on the Dolphins offense, although it certainly did, and the defense. You boil this game down. This was a tough loss on a game script that you had to chase from the beginning because you couldn't execute in the run game early and you couldn't be physical enough at the catch point. You look to explain that. There are things that you can explain it with that you feel optimism for it being addressed moving forward. If you want to live for another week with people saying that the Dolphins are a fake good team, that's fine. Last I checked, there's no asterisks in the uh, record column for uh, the Dolphins going undefeated in 72 and playing bad teams and their strength of schedule. The haters will point it out every once in a while when talking about the lexicon of that team in the history of the league. I don't really care. They all count for one in the win-loss column. The Dolphins will go to chance next Sunday to get number six again. And we will uh, take the next couple of days to fully digest from a X's and O's perspective and, and highlight individual performances and things that need to be better. Uh, we'll do that next, uh, upcoming here on Locked on Dolphins. So hit subscribe, follow along with us. I uh, appreciate you guys for checking out the show. The Dolphins are 5-2. and two. Uh, They are home against the Patriots next week, looking to bounce back after a tough loss in Philadelphia against the Eagles. We'll do film study next. Hope to see you then. I'm Kyle Krabs. 
Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Fins up, chin up. Sometimes you lose them. Sometimes you get the bear and sometimes the bear gets you. The Eagle got the Dolphins on Sunday night. They'll bounce back and so will we. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.